Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Beth. Hey, Lainey. So I have a new happy place in my home. Oh, do tell. Do you remember when we were driving? Uh, I don't remember what it was been not too long ago. And we saw that chair on the side of the road. Um, yes, I was a passenger. You were the driver and we both saw it. I mean, we were just right around the corner from my house, but it was one of those moments where I was like, is that chair seriously? Are they moving? And they just, it just now fell off the truck. Yeah. It was this lovely tufted chair. Yeah. Yeah. But like you could cream color. see like a stain. Well, once I got out, I was like, there's got to be some sort of like major, you know, gash in the back of this or something. Legs are cute. Just like, a stain. I mean, it was more than... It was a, what, on the maybe, seat, yeah. too. So more than it's not like they, you could cover it because it was in the back, right? Like no, it was clearly going to show right up front. But yeah, and then the car behind me put their blinker on too because yeah, we were both I'm like, like, pull in, let's let's take whoa. a look. Yeah, so we cleaned it up. You know, got the shampooer. Um, we have one of those shampooers that was able to have the upholstery arm to clean it. And without that, I don't know if we would have gotten the stain out. But it is my new happy place, oh, good. and it was. That is amazing. So I don't know. I just wanted to mention that on the front end of this discussion because we're going to be talking about some things today that don't have to cost much to bring you a lot of happiness. Yeah. And just, yeah, they can come from many sources, but just treasuring some things that have a story or you're going to make a story out of it. Exactly. Um, so we are here at the table again, y'all, with our friend, Laura Roberts. Now you, <laughs> you, you may have, um, if you're a faithful listener, you may remember Laura from our episode a while back on linens. We brought her on to discuss all things linens and she just knocked it out of the park and we just wanted to have her back. So, um, welcome Laura. Thank you. <laughs> I feel welcomed. Good. With the lovely pimento cheese and all the little nibbles that were here. And she brought us something oh, yes. that I had never tried before. Wickles. Yeah, yes. pickled okra. Pickled okra and yeah. And they're I'm southern. I th- the Wickles company, I think this is a southern company. Okay, well, it was good and you they said make it was pickles, pretty... they make relish, but I love the pickled okra. Well, and that's a fun kind of thing to have on hand for when somebody pops in or 
comes by and you don't have time to run to the store. That's right. To I just have, have it on keep hand. a jar of it in with my cocktail napkins. Okay. Where, mm. where my bar is kept. Because I really do try to spontaneously ask people over, and I have done that. And if you have some little nibbles you can put out, yes, you know, if you've got some kind of little wafer or cheese straw kind of thing. Now, my mother-in-law makes homemade cheese straws. We've yes. talked about those on here before. We're and a fan. she's got that really cool vintage extruder. That, oh, yes. next level. That Garden yeah. and Gun has written a whole article about that extruder. They don't make it anymore. It's Swedish or something. Okay. That is the holy grail of cheese straw extruders, and my wow. mother-in-law has one. And she makes up tons of them. They freeze beautifully. Yes. Okay. Of course, most of us peons just buy sure. store-bought. Uh, the embarrassment. Well, or the we have our lumpy looking, yes, right? which I've had before. Oh, but I better to buy your cheese straws from the store than all of your furnishings in your home. That's exactly right. So we're going to, or, you know, we're going to talk we're about talk about that. How to That's make your exactly home right. more interesting right. and tell a story. Yes. And, you know, I will, I'll just brag on Laura one more moment before <laughs> we jump in. One of the things that um, really, I don't know, I just, this pulled on my heartstrings so much. I'm looking at my phone because... I'm looking at a post that she put up back in May, and this is her table and the way she celebrated her Mother's Day. So I'm going to show oh, Lainey, because I don't know if I showed show it me. to you. Or, you did. But the way you celebrated your Mother's Day, you've set a table here, and you had a friend over, and you... We both are... This was my first Mother's Day without my mother. Her mother had passed several years, decades prior. Okay. But we were both without our mothers on Mother's Day. Mm. And so, uh, and that was kind of spontaneous. Um, I said, why don't you come over the Sunday evening of Mother's Day? My sweet husband and sons did a wonderful Mother's Day morning and made breakfast for me. But I said, you know what? Mother's Day evening, the gift to me is to just, y'all go out to dinner. I'm going to have a friend over. And so that is my courtyard. I have a walled courtyard. And so we brought sterling silver frames of our mothers or little. I have my mother's, um, she loves Chanel number no. five. So I've got her bottle of Chanel number no. five. I have so little um, personal, very personal things that they touched and loved. And we wore their jewelry or pearls or rings or a pin or whatever. My friend came in a beautiful dress that was her mother's. So, oh, my goodness. Um, made their favorite cocktails. Yes. Nibbles. That little nibbles, things that they would have approved of. Little pedophores. My mother loved pedophores, so I knew I had to have pedophores. So. Wow. I want to be, be celebrated like this Absolutely. when I'm long gone. Well, like, this is, this is beautiful. Well, and, it was a very special evening, and it was a way to kind of honor them and for us to just have little joyful sad bittersweet um sure time, you know yeah. telling each other stories they didn't our mothers didn't know each other so um just telling what know. if they got to have tea together though oh. and, and watched you guys uh, you know? Yeah. I, just I know think they did so you know they were yeah approval approving so. absolutely yeah. that's well, special I, I just i felt like it was a good picture of sort of what we're going to talk about mm -hmm. today in yep. You having a great way to pay homage to the things yeah. that represent people and well, those and people have stories. Well, and everything on that table is old, you yeah. know, on that, in that Instagram photo. Um, yeah. Some of it is things I've inherited. Some of it is just things I've bought 
places. Yeah. Tag sales, estate sales online. Yeah. So I love old things. I do too. And I love the whole concept of, I'm, I love nature. So when you watch a bird make a nest, it's the sweetest thing because they're mm-hmm. going and pulling all these fibers and feathers and cat hair and all these things to make this nest and make it soft and sweet and there's just something so special about that term of of nesting that's right and making your home a place where Mm -hmm. there's softness I love that you said that you know I love that you said that and so Mm -hmm. instead of just going to restoration hardware and loading up the truck of beautiful things beautifully beautiful right, don't sure. get me wrong but there's not a whole lot of story there right um it's so fun when you found this at a sale and this was given to you and this was your mom's and it just makes for such yeah. a special it does place well and i was gonna say for those that you know like you don't have anything you inherited okay so we- or or you really wish that you had a relationship with some family that you would have gotten some right. things passed down. And we down definitely from. get that. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So you don't. So there are things out there that I just feel like Laura will echo this as well, that that person, had they even been able to share with you in person the story of where that came from, like what an homage and honor that you're yes. paying. Right. By purchasing that from, you know, an estate sale or, you know, a tag sale or yard sale or, um, or eBay or, you know, wherever wherever. the source, whatever. So anyway, so we just kind of want to talk about some old things remembered and, um, honored today. So, um, Laura, start us out by just kind of telling us, um, how do you like to go about estate sailing, if you will? Well, I do a little bit of everything. I do love estate sales. There's a great website. I, I don't know if y'all have ever used it. EstateSales.net. Yep. Yes. Yep. Love it. <laughs> so for all of the listeners, because I assume they are all over the country now, I don't know if EstateSales.net is international, but certainly here in the States, um, Estate sales covers all 50 states. Yes. And it is just a clearinghouse of estate sales in your area. So every time I travel, I put in the zip code of where I'm going. No, yes, I've never I done do. this. And why oh, have I, I shop what everywhere happened? I travel an estate sale? Wow. And so um, it's just all 50 states. And I guess some states have more than others, but it shows you what estate sales are in your area. And they have photos. You know, I mean, most of the estate sellers, I guess there's a few that don't, I guess it's up to the the person operating the sale. But most of them know you want to have an idea of what's there. there, And you can get an idea. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't even bother because I can tell by the photos. I think, "Mm, that's not really my jam. Absolutely. A a lot of times you can tell pretty clearly like, oh, this is all kind of frozen in the 1960s. Or this stuff is all super high end, you know, pre-1900s you know yeah. real legit antiques or this person liked funky mid-century stuff or whatever and yeah. the, when you get to scroll through the pictures it gives you an idea of absolutely what's going to be there and they have a mailing list so you can join That's the exactly mailing right. list even if you're not going to be traveling go ahead and get your signed your up code for, it, your, zip for your, code. your area and you and, get emails yeah of when, and regularly i mean like three or four a week at least there has to be three or four i think that's right yeah I, i'm guess you and i are on the greater nashville area or yeah. something yeah. like that yeah. and um 
Yeah, I get the same thing. Yeah. Several of them. And, you know, you click in, it's exciting. It's like, it is. Ooh, and I love it when it's an old house and it's like, oh, please let it be, you know, what I want it to be. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. It does because it has the address right there because yep. they want you to come to the sale, obviously. Yes. So yeah, they don't usually release the address until like maybe the day or two before just so before. you're not yes. driving around the I street trying to, to come find, in yeah. and knock on the door. I've wondered that about that. Yard sales. I, I bet that's what. I bet that's why well, that that's is. wisdom and secure. But yeah, if, if you know your city well, you know, there are those streets that pop up and you're like, bingo, I'm going to that one. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's the neighborhood or something like that. So yeah. yeah. Well, cool. So you, um, so you've gone through estate sales. Go to estate sales. I do, of course, antique malls. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So, you know, I mean, estate sales are going to be, and garage sales are going to be your thriftiest options i mean mm-hmm. if you're looking to save the most money or if you're a reseller yourself mm-hmm. because you know they're not going through an additional layer of retail so you know the person who has it in the antique mall bought it at the estate sale and then they mark that's it right. up that's right so i know have recognized maybe not by not know by name maybe but i recognize a lot of the local antique dealers in nashville because I go to antique malls so much. Mm-hmm. And I guess does I, I guess they have antique malls all over the country. Mo, do most people know what an antique mall is, you think? I think so. Well, it's like a big, um, you know, mall, a store. And it has these, it's broken up into booths that are maybe 10 by 10. I guess they could vary, though. Some are yeah. larger. Yeah. Where, and each booth is run by a different person. Right. And they price the things the way they want. Yeah. And the building, the antique mall staffs it you know and runs the cash register so you know you're going to get a when you see an antique mall you're going to get a smattering of everything you're going to get you know somebody that's into um, vintage you know beer signs and you're going to get somebody in fancy porcelain so yes and and you could get to know perhaps the person whose booth you love that's exactly right and check in with them like uh hey could you if you find this let me know that's right and follow them on instagram if they have an instagram Mm -hmm. i have become instagram friends with a few dealers that i like and have messaged them and you know if they know that you love them and you love their things they love that and they're yeah. going to be more likely to give you a deal or quietly message you and say, Hey, I know you love blank. I found, you know, a set of 12 whatevers yeah. that I know you're going to want and we'll send you pictures of it and you'll get kind of first crack at it. That's so, fine. Um, That's so very smart. Yeah. So, but you will see at estate sales, I know I recognize the faces of antique dealers that run booths. Um, that I've seen fluffing booths shopping over the years. Um, so they're buying the same things and they're going to mark it up, which is fine. They need to do that. But the point is, is if you get it first, you're not paying their markup. Exactly. <laughs> of course. So, exactly. You know, the estate sale and the tag sale, garage sale, are going to be your thriftiest options. I would say garage sale even all the more. Uh, even all the more. Because That's exactly right. taking the estate sale company out. That's exactly so. right. That's exactly right. Now, mm-hmm. you're not getting pictures of what's there. You're not so you're going to use more what, gas. That's but right. Anyway. That's true. That's true. Yeah, for some people, this is all about the hunt, right? It's they all about the hunt. Yes, and I do. I enjoy. I'm not a reseller at all, but I do love the hunt. I yeah. love to go through that. You see those. My favorite is a church rummage sale. Oh. oh. Because you get garage sale prices. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times it's kind of older ladies that are just getting rid of those vintage old things. And, you know, it may not necessarily be 
super high-end, um, you know, self porcelain or something like that, but just sweet, really beautifully made old things. And we'll talk about that, you know, because a lot of times just with older things, quality's so, better. Quality's better. I mean, sometimes there's junk. I mean, there were machine-making things 100-plus years ago even. But in general, you just get better quality. Yes. Yeah. And so I love a church rummage sale. That we don't have so as great. many in Nashville uh-uh. as I've seen in other cities. But okay. um, I love a church rummage You know, sale. our church did a fundraiser at Christmas time this last year for the youth group. And they did bring Christmas decorations. Oh, We're going to do oh, a, a, just a Christmas I theme. I love to rummage sales. I think that's so brilliant. You know. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I found a couple of good things there. But, yeah, Christmas decorations are a fun thing to they find at estate fun. sales. I love to find those little spun head, you know, 1950s, I guess, little um, elves. Oh, yes. Love to <laughs> find those. Fun, the things that bring us joy. I know. The yeah. Things. I know. Well, and just all the nostalgia that Christmas in general holds. That's it right. just feels like that's such a fitting item to have at an estate sale. And there's just something so joyous about what you pull out for Christmas and you think about the memories that are attached That's to right. the person or the time you found it at the uh, sale or well, whatever. That, and I will go into that first. So yeah. I have here this book. Okay. Y'all can see it. I wish your readers could see it. I mean, your listeners could see it. Um, it's a book that uh, is some kind of old journal. You know, okay. it was one of a set that I bought. It's like a, something you'd see in, sale, a, in an old lawyer's an office. An old lawyer's or accountant's office yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And um, it was marked $12. There it is. And I started writing in it in 2013. Okay. So I've been writing in this for seven years. So basically, I date, you know. Whoa. I've got the date that I bought something where I bought it, if I was traveling, if I know something about it, you know, like sometimes I'll write over here on the side, like if I met, you know, sometimes at the estate sale, usually the person isn't there, but every now and then I've been in an estate sale where the homeowner is there. Yes. Or the child of yes. the homeowner, yes. the adult child of, yes. you know, maybe an elderly lady that's passed. And they'll say, you know, you can say, well, gosh, I notice all these, you know, teapots. And they'll say, Mama loved teapots. She mm. would buy them everywhere, you know. And you hear this really sweet, precious, mm. delightful story about how this woman cared for the frog figurines or the teapots <laughs> or the whatever there's a ton of there or, you know, her cookbooks, old mm. cookbooks or whatever. So anything I know about that, I love to, but see, for me, that's part of what makes it special. But I love to get those stories and know I'm, I'm a collector. I mean, it's not just my own family stories that I care about. I mean, I've got stories attached to things I've inherited, but I love to know about the lady. I'm know? just smiling ear to ear thinking of this <laughs> because, I mean, who does this, right? So, this, so I sweet. Mean, I never thought to collect and really s- sort of hold it. Journal so the story. So important, yeah, to well, journal so it. I back and it is like a journal and I've said this before that so when I read back through here I remember estate sales or I've traveled because I've told you I go to estate sales when I travel and I always try to bring something back anytime I travel yeah like that's not from like a new store like I try to buy something vintage yeah even if it's just a weekend to Chattanooga you know uh-huh. some Christmas ornament something, or some right. Kitchen gadget. Here. That's so And this special. is not really high-end stuff necessarily, although I do have some high-end things that I've bought, furniture, like real antiques, and they're in here too. But 
a lot of it's just something I bought for 99 cents wow. at a Goodwill or um, an estate sale. So I can just flip through. That and is I'm so cool. Probably halfway through this book. Um, and just I'll make notes about what I paid or wow. what they told me about it or something like that. If I can find out. Wow. That's Are you awesome. usually just retaining it and then you write it down later? Or do you ever bring it. that book in with no, you? No, I don't bring the book okay. in. <laughs> I don't bring the book in, but I will just write it within a few days. I'll write it down. And I love to organize. I have a mind for desiring to organize. And so I will, as we talked about on the linen thing, if I bought linens, which I very often do, um, (laughs) I will need to wash them immediately and start, you know, the process on them. So I will, whatever I buy, I bring in and start the process of cleaning or polishing if it's silver or whatever and so um writing down what i know about it is part of it's it it's part so of your process i do it within wow. a week certainly so yeah, i don't wow. forget because i forget well another reason i love this so much is i am like you in that i love to go find little treasures and old things i can't say i go so far as to write them down i wish i did yeah but i look I back on it i'm like oh i wish i would have done that but um there is also for me, sometimes I'm very uh, relational, and so it's sometimes there's a difficult piece to estate sales and things mm-hmm. where I'm looking at all this stuff going, wow, there's just strangers in here buying this stuff. There's like a weird factor. Yes. Um, and I want to turn that into an uplifting good thing right. of like the stories going on, not that it's so oh, sure. So that they're going now in many directions That's right. instead of sometimes I can feel like a heaviness. Yeah. And I, I think I shared with you one time, Laura, that um, I went to one sale in particular here in that, in, it was actually here in Franklin and um, it was a, a woman. Um, I'm not sure if she had ever married. If she had, he, her husband had passed a long time ago because it was just, female clothes in the closets and stuff. Mm-hmm, got it. Um, but I was so moved by the similarities of me and this person in our books on the bookshelf yep. and art choices and things yep. that it was kind of eerie for me in thinking through like, wow, this could be my house and my bookshelf. And absolutely. And just one day I yeah. wanted to buy a couple of the things right. just for that reason of like, you know, you want, well, we all have that on. desire to live on, you know, mm-hmm. and one way or another, we all have that. And I do feel connected to that, too, that kind of spirit of um, that. Yeah. And so I see things, and I, I do. I, I'm very similar in that regard. And so I remember I see, you saying you were hoping your boys, you know, you've tried to instill in yes, your boys. Yes, I've like... instilled in my boys. <laughs> I hope um, they end up with spouses that love old things, too, because yes. I, my boys, I think are there and um pretty much you know because the in the business i think i feel like antique dealers and others will call um antiques just in general brown wood and you know okay it's kind of the genre they're saying that you know kind of the young millennials don't well i I guess it's gen z is even younger than millennials yeah they don't really neither one really is that interested in brown wood and i think that kind of covers just old things in general Mm -hmm. a lot um so I, you know, and, and you know, but the funny thing is, is they also are very environmentally minded. Right. And to save these things from going into a landfill and to also, you know, like by purchasing an old sugar bowl to use, you know, um, 
I showed you a picture of what's next to my stove. I keep salt in an old sugar bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how I, you know, grab a pinch of salt um, when I'm cooking is yeah. that I'm able to pinch right in because it's in a sugar bowl. Well, that just, my mother-in-law gave me that one. But that's the kind of thing that you can pick up and buy places. And by using that, I'm not um, sending money to a big box store. Sure. Encouraging them to make more sugar bowls. Yeah. Salt, <laughs> that may have been made. I mean, and, and in all seriousness, because I know in some of that um, heartstrings that that generation carries, and it's really good, but, you know, some of that stuff's made by a 10-year-old in a in big a factory. factory. That's and, right. And they wouldn't be okay with that. That's so. right. There's, and yeah. so, there's lots, many reasons why to do this. There are many reasons. And so if you're buying something vintage, number one, you know, it's already been made. The natural resources have already been expended making it. Yep. <laughs> you know, the factory has already fired it. That's right. <laughs> and so, you know, you also are preventing it from going into a landfill. Because yeah. I don't know what happens to things that don't sell in a state sale. I don't know. But um, so it seems very, it seems like the young generation would like older things maybe we just need to do a campaign that they're aware they're more aware use your old things these selling points that we have just discussed it's true well and i used an expression with you that i think you liked you were like oh i might write that down why buy something new when something old will do absolutely i most of what i buy i rarely go into big box stores yeah except for you know uh Things that expire, you know, yeah. shampoos and stuff like that. Yeah. I really don't buy much of no, that kind of thing. No, after we talked, Laura, I, I have my receipt still on my clear plastic iced tea pitcher that oh. I had just purchased. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't make iced tea in a plastic pitcher. Do well, not. no, this is just for, oh. this is, oh. just, it's not for iced tea. I was just oh. trying to give like the, I don't know how description. Describe oh. it. Yeah. But I have my receipt, so I'm holding on to it until I actually find a pitcher with a story. Uh, that's right, a picture with a story, and that's and all. So, because I actually don't stories. even need it right now, I just know at some point I'll need it's coming. A nice picture, yeah, yeah, a nice yeah. picture. So, that's right, that's um, exactly right. So, yes. All of my pictures came from estate sales and tag sales, and yeah. just something that I liked the design. And some yeah. are small, and some are large, and yeah. But you know, you can get them all so cheap. I know. Well, that's what it's. I think sometimes people think exactly what you know. Well, I didn't inherit, and I don't have a lot of fine things. Actually, some of this you can get cheaper. Right, you can. Oh, yes, for sure. You can certainly at um, a a garage sale. Yeah, and really even at an estate sale. I mean, unless it's something you know that's legit majolica or something like that, and they know it, they've got it priced that way. But um, it's certainly cheaper than if you went into any of your big box stores. Right, you know, you're going to pay twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. You know, and if you go to a place that's a posh place, I mean, a hundred and more. Absolutely. Um, so wow. yeah. Well, and every, then you've got the charm of the old transferware or the yeah. old Paris porcelain or whatever your jam is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, everything we're describing is sort of in person sales and going to a place. So I'm curious, have you ever dabbled with online I do. sales? I do. Okay. Talk I do. to us so about that. So of course that. there's, you know, Etsy and eBay, yes. um, which of course, you know, everybody knows about and is used. But I have used an online estate sale, and there's several. Um, there's one called that I haven't used. Is it Northgate Gallery? I think it's local and maybe Chattanooga-based. But the okay. one I've used most often is Everything But The House. And they used to have a larger presence mm-hmm. here. Um, and I don't know. I don't think they have a base 
here anymore. Okay. Okay. But um, it doesn't matter. You don't need to feel worried about it. I mean, just try, go online and try it at some point in time. The and they literally do have everything. They but do the have house. everything but the like, house. I, I, mean, I have a friend get, who's bought big paintings yes. and like, yeah. Yes, you can get, um, <laughs> you know, St. Louis Crystal to Garden Rakes. I mean, there's just everything. <laughs> I mean, there just really is everything in under the sun. Um, so, you know, just get online. You have to put in your credit card information, I think, to begin with. And um, just so it's to, like an auction. Is it that is right? like an auction. Okay. It is. Okay. Now, there is no in-person. I think that Northgate one, and I need to look into it. I think there's also some in-person, but I'm not sure how that works. But um, don't be scared of any of that is what I say. Get Put your credit card information in so that you're able to bid. And just get on and find something inexpensive to bid on and just see how it goes. Okay. The problem with buying online, whether it's on Etsy or something like that, is you kind of um, have to, there's an element of just trusting what they are saying and mm-hmm. you're trusting the seller and you have to just kind of put your faith in how they're describing it. Yeah. I don't think most sellers are trying to misrepresent things. Now, if you go to someplace like Sotheby's and you're going to buy something from their auction house, you're going to get exactly what is described and it's going to, it's a vetted sale. Yeah. So it's going to be very high end and you're going to pay a lot of money. And they have experts that know the different areas. They have experts in um, Chinese, porcelain. They've got experts in ephemera and paper, books and manuscripts, everything. It's going to be described absolutely accurately and they won't take it in on consignment from a seller if it's not in good shape. So, you know what you're getting, but you're going to pay, pay for a that. premium for it, yeah. which is fine. And if you're there and you're that customer, then do it. But you can still purchase online, but you have to understand that you're kind of stepping out and there's just an element of trust. They probably aren't trying to misrepresent it if they were to misrepresent it. But I have bought things online where I read the description and it'll say vintage 1970s or something, but it's something that I know about. I can look at it and say, well, I think that's 1920s. I'm sure of it. I think wow. they're wrong. You know? Yeah. And so... So it could even work in your favor. It can work in your favor. It can work <laughs> against you. I've yeah. bought things before that I thought were something, and once I really got it and looked at it, I thought, mm, I don't mm. think that's as old as they say, mm-hmm. or I don't think that's got the provenance that they say. So you have to know going into it, like, what is the most I will spend? Like, sure. how much skin do I want in the game? Like, mm-hmm. at what point will I be upset if I find out this is a fake or isn't what they've described. That's so a good that's way to look at it. To track your purchases in a book like this. True. Even if you aren't a reseller, I track it because it helps to go back. And I think I put this in a YouTube video of mine. You know, like if you're into coin silver spoons or coin, just coin silver flatware, if you can look back, I've got seven years here. If I had bought coin silver, the first entry, I could look back and see what, a set of six coin silver spoons was selling for. Well, it's brilliant so just for that. Yeah. Then you know it helps. It helps you know, like, okay, what? How invested am I going to get in mm-hmm. this? So that's why you should buy books. You okay. should buy. You should buy those auction journals when you can. I mean, those auction catalogs, um, scholarly journals about historic things and um, Southern decorative arts. If that's your thing, Southern decorative arts is whatever's your thing. Buy buy books, buy auction catalogs that will tell you about them and educate yourself so that you know 
kind of what the market is and what things are supposed to look like and yeah you know. and sometimes you buy it even if you see a chip and you know oh but it's chipped and sometimes you just say i don't care i, I don't like care it. and mm-hmm. if it's priced right whatever i like That's it right. i love that another thing you mentioned that you always buy if you're at an estate sale you told me you always buy a scrapbook if they have one i do and that kind of goes back to what you were talking about uh I have a sense, I mean, and I do feel the same way when I go into an estate sale, particularly a lot of times it's, they call it an estate sale, but it's just somebody moving and it's a you smaller can tell space, it, you know, right. and they just are called generically estate sales. Mm-hmm. It's somebody that's alive and well and just downsizing and yeah. moving to another city or yeah. whatever. Um, but a lot of times you can tell it has the feel of somebody that has passed away and, you know, the estate is trying to kind of tie everything off and sell the items. And I do also have kind of a, a bittersweet feeling mm-hmm. about that. There's mm-hmm. sadness to mm-hmm. it, you know. And, I, you know, you kind of are hoping, like, I hope the family went through and whoever's left took some of her things, you know. And right. so you're hoping that, you know, you don't, you don't know. But I do have um, a bit of sadness, but um, a bit of preciousness and joy about it too right because i do want that person to live on even though Mm -hmm. i never met her or him Mm -hmm. um so i do when i find scrapbooks and that is something that is sad to me that i see in estate sales but i do i see scrapbooks and i will buy someone's scrapbooks of course i don't know the faces i don't know you know but a lot of them they have vintage 1930s and 40s and 50s greeting cards and christmas cards and um i will buy it because i hate the thought that it might i just put them on a bookshelf i don't know what to do with them <laughs> um i just can't let them get thrown yeah. away so yeah. um i do buy scrapbooks when i find them i've probably got five or six wow yeah that's precious and then you do some really cool things with displaying photos too you mm-hmm. had showed us a couple pictures of things yes. and i wanted our listeners to hear about that yes as well. so <laughs> i tell you an interesting thing about photos and i, I don't know do listeners respond ever on your instagram oh for sure uh-huh. okay yeah. yeah i would love for people to comment yeah. on this because i'd always heard growing up and i'm curious what y'all's thoughts are on this that you are not supposed to have framed photos in your home of people that are still alive i've heard that protocol is in public spaces now in private spaces you could have you know like in your bedroom on your bedside table pictures of your children but in public spaces have you heard i've heard that i mean i've never practiced that you don't practice it yeah but i've heard that kind of practice it um i kind of mostly practice it um i do tend to keep pictures of like my boys, my teenagers, um, in your room, in my and, room. Uh-huh. Um, I keep a couple out. I, I have, I think one or two out of them, but the majority of my photos that are out in common spaces are like the old, some of them are just seventies. Some of them go back to, you know, 1800s, um, photos. So Do you cool. think it's just like a, a mode to not be prideful or to know. not I've be always showy. wondered about that so I hope um maybe somebody that's listening knows and will comment yeah and I'll uh, read the comments because I'm kind of curious but I'd always heard that I uh, think actually the way I had heard it was a little different was that you're not supposed to have any photos of yourself in public spaces yourself in public spaces so now this is funny because i remember being in college and there was a girl that had a 
like eight by 10 of herself in her room. And it was so odd to me, like beyond odd. (laughs) And so I kind of always just didn't really want photos of myself in my house. I don't mind if my mom and dad do that or anything, but like for me, it felt weird. Well, we had this painting of me from my teen years that literally had been in a closet for at least 20, 25 years. One of my friends, Susan um, Tyler, had um, been over here. We were going through some stuff. She saw it, and she's like, why do you not have this out? Now, this is somebody who literally has so much heritage, and even in the foundation of America. It's Mm -hmm. like she's really tied to a lot of um Well, she's a presidential descendant. She's a presidential descendant. Like... And so I said, well, I don't know. I feel weird having it out. And she said, no, you need to have it out. So I changed that and hung it. But then, I don't know. I just... Do you still think about it sometimes? Of like, oh, should I? Should I not? Well, it's probably only been hanging for about two or three years. Yes. And so I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing that out. I like, think portraits is it are different because I, I don't portraits are an want exception. that at all. Like, yeah. I'll move it tomorrow if that's my impression was that portraits would be different. Like okay. a painted portrait, it's actual photographs. Okay. Yeah. I, so anyway, so I don't fully practice it. Mostly, I practice it. So, mm-hmm. um, like, I wouldn't. That is so interesting. I know though. it's interesting. So, it I really would love is. for your listeners to comment if they have thoughts on that. So, um, that would be a fun kind of. But learning your thing. photo displays so were I buy gorgeous. The old frames, and again, mm-hmm. you can find them at estate sales now. Maybe not sterling ones, uh, although I have found some sterling ones that they don't, I guess, know are sterling. But um, <laughs> certainly, just vintage ones for a dollar, you know. Wow. And uh, but I love to buy the old sterling ones and put pictures in those. But if I and I have a lot of old photos out at my house, but I do also I tuck them into the corners of frames on the wall it's kind of how a scrapbook mm-hmm. um I will hang things on a picture frame so I've got my husband's grandfather's watch fob that oh. is just hanging um well because what do I do with that? right if it's you in know, a drawer nobody's ever gonna drawer, see it no one's ever gonna see it but mm-hmm. it lives on and you know when I look at that I never met him but I've asked and I know so many great stories about my mm-hmm. husband's grandfather so when I see it, it's mm-hmm. got his initials on it, and um, he was a veterinarian in Greenville, Mississippi, and it's got a little veterinarian's thing on it, mm-hmm. um, on one end, a fob. And so I look at that hanging just on a frame in my den. Yeah. Um, and because what else would I do with right. it? I mean, there's nothing, nobody wears a vest anymore <laughs> yeah. and a watch, and so there's no need for a watch fob, so I don't know what we would do with it. But I look at that and I think about my husband's grandfather That's and cool. how much um, William loved him and the sentimental stories. So that's how, so he's living. So, you know, it's like the, mm-hmm. the sweet old lady that's passed away, you know, in yep. a estate sale. Well, now this is something that's actually connected to my family. It's mm-hmm. not an estate sale purchase, but he's living. When I yes. look at that for that instant, you know. That's right. He lives here on earth his again. legacy goes That's right on. his legacy goes on so That's so good yeah and i'm even thinking it's good that there's been this i don't know if it's a resurgence or if it was a new idea of these sort of gallery walls 
Yes. That, are, that people are doing more with the mismatched frames yep. and just everything yeah. sort of stacked on each other. Yep. It really gives more opportunity to display photos, to hang yep. an old mirror. Well, you and can you, do so many the mismatched things. frames yes. that you buy at estate sales. Yeah. You know, I mean, if budget is truly, you know, you just are on the tightest budget ever. You can just buy dirt cheap frames and, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, put different, pop different art into them. But if you buy a cheap frame at Goodwill or something like that, and put it up on a gallery wall. I love that. Yeah. So it's a very thrifty option. And that is definitely one of, I've got kind of, you know, there's kind of several main reasons to buy old things. But mm-hmm. as we've talked about, budget is one of them. Because I don't mm-hmm. think you could go into a big box store, even on the lower end, where you might find something cheaper like maybe West Elm, and do a gallery wall, right. I mean, a full-size yeah. gallery wall for under $1,000. Right, yeah. Um, because I mean, if you're going to put like 13, 15 things on a gallery wall, it's just, I mean, the cost is just going to go up, up, up. That's That's true. true. Um, so cost is definitely one thing. Quality, as we talked about. Sure. Not everything that's old is better quality, but in general. In general. Yeah. In general. Yes. In general, it does tend to be a better And if it's German or Swiss made. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You just always, that's right. You just tend to get improved craftsmanship. And yeah. Quality. Yeah. Um, and of course, character. You know, yes. just again, it's like you're not just walking in and like buying everything from the whatever line at whatever big box store. Um, so layer, you know, you're layering in things in your interiors, and it shows like some of your travel, that's or right. some of your that's yeah, right. some of your family story, or that's right, whatever. And it just brings a timelessness to mm-hmm. a home, and mm-hmm. it just makes it very personal and yeah. I know I say that a lot but for me I want my home to be very personal I don't want anyone to mistake my home for anyone else's yeah. if I have you for dinner I want it to feel personal I want you to eat something I personally cooked that mm-hmm. feels personal yeah so yeah um, and I love that you've said before you don't want your house to look like anyone else's house I don't want my house to look like anyone yeah. else's yeah no, and for it to be that that different, even though it's primarily assembled from other people's other things. People, I know that's exactly right. <laughs> the irony exactly of that, right? right? Well, but, but, but you collectively, know, collectively, it's never been seen before. That's right. That's right. That's that right. collection has never been. That before. collection has never been before. And it, you know, this really goes for clothing too. For people, maybe they're not into the house, but it's so much more fun if somebody's like, "Oh, I like that hat." If it has come from some story, mm-hmm. that's so much more fun than I found it at Macy's. I I agree. I agree 100%. And we've all gone into Macy's and bought a hat. We're going to stay for Chase or something, and there's nothing wrong with that. But But there is, you know, it's a conversation starter. Absolutely. um, For sure. And And we in the South love those, too. Oh, we do love a conversation, don't we? (laughs) Gosh, and I'm even thinking, you know, this is a whole other tangent, but just, you know, the way that our lives online have, have somewhat decreased our ability to have good conversations mm-hmm. oh. and almost is softballing some you know it's almost like providing table topics you know it absolutely does so even i'm just even thinking for that pur- purpose if you're one that seems to just really struggle with you know talking if you're so introverted that you don't know what stories to share whatever these are just softballing opportunities that's exactly right and even going back to our linens and and dishware like if you set the table with these things that came from different places you're literally setting the table for discussion yeah that's exactly right yeah that's exactly right so um so do it do do it it. (laughs) do it buy it and use it and don't be frightened of it 
Don't keep it away because it's not living if it's yeah. in a cabinet. So, you know, mm-hmm. I showed you a picture of, um, as I said, I mentioned the, the tray next to my stove where I keep mm-hmm. all my cooking implements. So the spatulas are all in an old silver plate pitcher that a girlfriend, a precious friend, gave me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an old, the tray is a tray that belonged to my grandmother. The sugar, the covered sugar that holds salt, my mother-in-law gave me. <laughs> Well, I'm, um, there's a picture of it on my Instagram, so yeah. um, you can go see it. But that's how I cook, you yeah. know. And so why um, have those things? I, I would never, I mean, I'm day in and day out, I don't ever hardly use silver trays. Mm-hmm. Once or twice a year, I'll have some kind of function where I use a silver tray. But, you know, most of us aren't using those regularly mm-hmm. like they used mm-hmm. to use them. So how does that thing live? How does my grandmother live? Mm-hmm. Um, here on earth anyways well she's reminded uh, i'm reminded of her yes. when i look at that every time i cook so well that's good. now you know um multiple times a day yeah. you know so we're all you know yeah i love it i love it well if this hasn't nudged you to go check out an estate sale or um sign up for their newsletter or you right. know go buy those old things do it online i don't know what will so Laura, thank you for being here with Certainly. us. It's always a pleasure. You guys can find Laura on Instagram at Laura Stockett Roberts. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I will leave you with this. Peace be with you. And also with y'all. See y'all. Y'all too. <laughs>